What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 413th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today, Will. Yeah, I I love Pokemon. And yesterday, I went mountain biking for the first time. And now I have a bruise on my hiney that is in the shape of the state of Texas. Did you get a new car? A new cart? Heck no. Oh, that wasn't your car then that the bike was on. Correct. Got it. Never mountain bike alone in <laughs> case something grievous happens. You need somebody to take you to the hospital. That makes sense. Greg, that was not your car, I'm assuming. <laughs> Heck no. What? <laughs> I gotta get Greg what? out on the trails. Wait, what? look, when I moved to what? Minnesota, you what can get me mountain? on the trails. Heck yeah. What mountain did you go to? There are no mountains yeah, here. Yeah, it's the land of a million rivers. The, there's that, but mountain biking is kind of a very vague and unspecific term that actually... You went off-roading on your bike. Uh, you went off-pathing. It's, it, it is a <laughs> mountain bike trail, and actually... There's the no Minneapolis, mountains in Minnesota! I realize. I said it's a vague and unspecific term that <laughs> captures a number of sports, including jumping off tall cliffs and landing, which mm. I did not do. Where did you go, though? Uh, Lakeville. Oh, okay. Greg, how are you? I'm, you know, hey, it's 63 today. <laughs> I sat outside at a restaurant uh, 16 feet away from everybody else, and I had brunch. Sounds it like was lovely. normal life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Uh, this restaurant did provide silverware, unlike last weekend, where they wouldn't unless you asked for silverware. Mm. Intriguing. Hmm. Well, we got a uh, jam-packed show. This is the last episode before the Isle of Armor. I think I said it right. Not the Armor of Isle. <laughs> Armor Island is what Armor it really is. Island. Yes. Welcome to Armor Island. So last show. Normally we have like a game it's plan. The last show. Last show forever. Normally we have a game plan. Normally when like new Pokemon stuff comes out, I usually give Greg and Will time off so they can enjoy the games without stressing. And then I do like this mini series, but. I, it's got like five minutes of content. How much time do we need? Right, yeah. I'm not I said at least seven hours of content. <laughs> Thank you. That's a Saturday. Expect a normal episode next Monday, whatever that number is, 414. And if there is a lot of content and we might need to break it up, then uh, we might do a bonus episode on like Friday or Saturday for you guys. But I'm not sure. This is the first time they've ever done DLC. So it's weird. I expect I expect the story to be amazing two to three hours um <laughs> and then i expect the wild area to be a couple hours of you know continuing to catch things we all know you are spending 17 hours playing with a robot that is all you're going mm. to do mm -mm. you're That's devoting true. an entire stream to cramo bot cramomatic cramomatic bot and we don't even know when this comes out it's on the 17th, question mark. Yeah, well, I mean, it's within a 23-hour, 59-minute <laughs> time range. It's, don't be so extreme that it's like a mystery that you have to have a crystal ball. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's start off with that Pokemon news, because uh, we don't actually know when this game releases besides the 17th, and we're recording this on the 14th, and there is uh, no actual time frame here. What we do know... And this is our first bit of news, is Pokemon Home will have maintenance on the 17th, so that could uh, that could be something, or it could be unrelated. Who knows? <laughs> could be something. 
Could be something. Uh, so this is in the Pokemon Home app. It says, thank you for the continued support of Pokemon Home. Look, Game Freak, you already got my money. It's not like I can back out of this agreement. Oh, you know what? I What? Because I haven't uh, played my Pokemon Bank since my Pokemon Home transfer. You I, had to buy Bank again, didn't you? I had you? to buy Bank again. See, this is how they get nickel and diming you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I had to ask for the silverware once I purchased it. Yeah, seriously. I, I went in and I was like, oh no, there's no Pokemon here. They deleted them. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I moved, I moved, <laughs> Did moved them you all. Move them all? I moved them all. <laughs> but I knew it was my account because it remembered all the names of the boxes. Ah. So I was like, oh ah. yeah, everything is still here. So That's you went in because scam. you had to transfer stuff from the 3DS? I had to, uh, yes. So I'm on a mission to get all 890 Pokemon before the DLC, which, if you're listening to this on Monday, I will be s- trying to get the last 60 Pokemon on twitch.tv slash pkmencast. 10-hour stream on Monday, if you're listening. If you're in the future, you missed it. But I have 60 more Pokemon to go. What does get them mean? He means catch them himself and not get them drained. And he he claims... He is hunting them, when in reality, he is randomly going to places and stumbling upon Pokemon and going, <laughs> oh, I need that one, and then claiming it's the thrill of the hunt, when really he is stumbling around blindly, I, I don't understand. hoping how do you, he finds something. How do you not have them already? Okay, okay, so I have, <laughs> I have like eight living dexes. I have one in Pokemon Go that is useless to me right now because I cannot merge that with Pokemon. That's okay. That's, given that, that's, points yeah. taken. Please I have proceed. A living dex in, in Black Two, White Two, the first games that introduced the shiny charm, but I cannot move those Pokemon out of there yet because I'm only I'm missing like. 40 Pokemon in that that I have to so finish. So you don't have a living dex. <laughs> you have an almost living dex. And then I have... No, 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 no. I have... So, no, 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 Like, I have a bunch of the starter Pokemon. So in my current living dex in home, I'm missing, like, the middle evolutions, the forgettable ones, you know, the Croconaws, the Quilavas, the... The, don't, no, don't not, you dare! Some of those not, middle ones are the most important ones. Yes, but Grovile. How, how how do you claim living decks without having all the Pokemon? No, I have those. I have those. I have those middle ones, the forgotten ones in Black Two, White Two. But oh. I can't. I can't move them up to, into Sword and Shield because they need to stay in Black Two, White Two for now. See, I have a grand plan here, right? I have all so like here's so Scott in my living decks in home I'm missing a zoo uh, a zoomeril and I have one in in X and Y but it's shiny so I can't move that into the home decks because it doesn't have enough ribbons on it to be worthy enough to get moved into home so it has to live in X oh, and Y for now. Oh my word! So I have to find another zoomeril. This is the problem, Will. This is. <laughs> not a problem this is your problem they're in this is, the this is your madness of king steve problem right, yeah, right. now. right like i know where they are i can go horde hunt them in x and y i just gotta go back and get another one it's all good it's part of it's part of the thrill of the hunt <laughs> you are hunting we will be hunting because okay so i did i made the poor decision of moving my reshiram and my zekaram zekaram and reshiram i Made the poor decision. I caught them in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and then I moved them up without thinking. I need both of these in my parties to get the Kiro Rom, Kiram, 
Uh, so now I don't have Kiram because I've, I, and I can't, I, I, I would either two options here because thrill of the hunt, somebody could just trade me a Kiram, but that's, that's no fun. I need my own Kiram and I do have a Kiram in black too, white too, but that Kiram's not allowed <laughs> to come up yet. Oh my, <laughs> but, what? So I have two options. I either go to one of my other ultra games and I find my Russia, Russia Ram Zekrom in those games and then move them over to my main Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon and then go hunt Kiram. Or I think this is fair. I borrow a Russia Ram and a Zekrom from somebody to put in my party. And then I can start the thrill of the hunt to find the Kiram. And then when I'm done getting the Kiram, I return said Zekrom and Russia Ram to their owner. Yeah. Who's going to be foolish enough to lend you that? Hey, I have Pokemon for collateral. <laughs> uh, such as uh you know i can i can let that person hold on to uh you know a meloetta or a or a zera aura if they don't believe i'm gonna why would i steal <laughs> i know <laughs> i know no you're just gonna accidentally delete it yeah you're like oh i don't need this anymore release release and then all weekend i've heard people say well you know, Azumarill is in the expansion, but the goal is to get these Pokemon before the expansion because I'm going to catch all 100 Pokemon again in the expansion because I genuinely like catching Pokemon. That brings us back to our home article. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, uh, this notice is to inform you that maintenance for Pokemon Home is scheduled for the following date and time. During this maintenance, all functions of Home will be unavailable. It will take place on Wednesday... June 17th, 9 UTC to 14 UTC planned, and it will affect both the Nintendo Switch version and the mobile version of Home. After maintenance, users will need to update the Switch version to 1.1.0 and the mobile version to 1.2.0. The mobile version right now, I believe, is 1.1, and the Switch version is 1.0.1? Yeah, that sounds right. So UTC time, a little confusing. I believe for Central Time, which the three of us are in, that is between 4 a.m. Central Time to 9 a.m. Central Time. So it's five hours of maintenance on the 17th. So I think Serebi, Joe from Serebi also said that it doesn't seem likely, and I do, I do agree with Joe on this, but I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. It doesn't seem likely that they would release DLC and then bring down Home for five hours bef after they release DLC. It would be more logical to be like, maintenance is done, and here's DLC for everyone because you have to update these Pokemon products that we've taken down for five hours. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll um, launch the DLC once the maintenance is complete, yes. Unhome? Yeah, because no. then you can, because the whole point of the DLC is that you now have access to all these other Pokemons. Yeah, so. but also, I could easily see them saying, we're taking it down so you can't just dump all the Pokemon in and get whatever reward might be hiding in the DLC for filling out that part of the decks. So they may also be taking it down, releasing it, taking it down so you can't transfer... For five hours. Everything in. They're for like, five we're going to throttle you for five hours. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Look, companies throttle for worse reasons for weirder times. Yeah, I mean. I don't think that, the, I just don't think that that is necessarily indicator one way or the other. I, d I don't either. It just, it, if we know that Sword and Shield will probably have to receive an update 
Because that's how expansions work, right? You have to update <laughs> <No>. your product. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, well, actually, when I bought it just like last week, um, it downloaded a bunch of content. Yeah. Right away. Man, I hope this update comes with fixes, though. I mean, that tree texture finally can be. <laughs> <sighs> All of you. I am. And the next person who complains about the tree texture, I'm coming to your house with an Atari 2600 and I'm going to force you to sit in front of it for eight hours. This duck was a dragon. But if, okay, so if the DLC come, came out first, I mean, all, this whole conversation is going to be useless in, in 72 hours. But if the DLC came out first, it would give people the ability to start transferring and then they bring it down. Yes. Unless the DLC comes out in the middle of the downtime. Or oh, comes sure. out when the downtime starts. Mm, yeah, right, 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 right. See, there's many paths that this could take. I mean, I think... I don't think they're honestly caring if they match up. I mean, it it's may planned. Also be, I mean, it's they, planned. they know when the DLC yeah, is coming out. But, I mean, so if if Home requires an update when it comes back up and requires an additional download on both, they may not wish to have multiple of the same server trying to do two things at once. Depending, Because already, like, when we saw Home come out, people were bogged and couldn't download Home for hours at a time because everybody was accessing it. So they may take down Home and say, okay, everybody download the DLC, so the servers are only working on that, and then once that is done, you get a five-hour window... We'll update home, and then you have to download that update. We don't even know how we're going to play through. Like, <laughs> is our so PC going to suddenly stop working? Are we bringing all our Pokemon over? Are we going to breeze through this DLC in 10 minutes because all our Pokemon are level 100? I think what this really says is there's only going to be five hours of content in the DLC. Ooh, what if they gate it so that you can only bring, like, do certain things with Pokemon that are under a certain level? Oof. I can only tell you that there will definitely be home maintenance on the 17th. <laughs> and there will definitely be a Pokemon game releasing at some point in time during that day. I mean, if it releases at midnight for everyone, like games normally release. Again, this is an expansion, though. But I, I don't even... I, I guess they could do it, right? It's their game. They could release by region per DLC, but I don't... I can't think of any DLC that has ever been released by region. Like Final Fantasy, the DLC is for everyone at the same time. Destiny, yeah. DLC is for everyone. Monster Hunter, DLC is the same time for everyone. I also don't understand why they're doing it on a Wednesday. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they, the Pokemon Company has been consistently inconsistent about everything. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no gray version, no Pokemon. They're trying to knock us off the patterns, exactly. No new Eevees in Gen 8, no Friday release. They're really good at throwing a wrench in things. June 12th, this is going on right now. Galarian Meowth is your mystery gift. You just have to connect to the internet, connect a mystery gift. You get Galarian Meowth with the hidden ability Unnerve. That is in a Cherish Ball, plus 100 Plus 100 experience candies large, plus 50 nuggets. Uh, and that does not have an end date like the last three did. If you're listening to this podcast now, you missed Mr. Mime, Ponyta, and Galarian Corsola, and all the items that came with that. But fear not, Meowth is available for you to get for the foreseeable future. 
Pokemon Journey the series now available on Netflix. You can watch the first 12 episodes of the 23rd season. You can follow Ash determined to be a Pokemon master and go aiming to catch one of every Pokemon, including the mythical Mew. First uh, 12 episodes are on Netflix, US Netflix, I should say that for our Canadian people. I think in Canada, it's on Teletoon. I have not watched it yet as of this recording. I'm excited, though. I have not started watching it either. Me either. We should have a party where everybody gets together and we all watch it together. Netflix watch party? Yes. I guess. (laughs) So defeated. Well, I just want to get together, like, at my house. Well, we could use that room and just put up a whole bunch of barriers. There's a 10-person limit to that room. Oh. There were some people questioning if this is a reboot. Uh, It is not. It is technically season 23, a continuation of season 22. A small spoiler, I believe in the second episode of the series, uh, when you're in Ash's room, you do see all his championships from the, you know, runner-ups from Hoenn and Sinnoh to the uh, first place for the Alola region. Uh, those, all those trophies are in his room, uh, even though the season, I believe, starts off with a flashback to Pikachu being a Pichu, just to clear up some confusion on that. Greg, you want to talk about some Pokemon Masters? <laughs> Um, do I? <laughs> um, like, what do you want me to talk about? Uh, there is a new legendary event. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Oh, disclaimer. I am partnered with DNA. Greg, Greg and Will are not. We are not. They're free to say what they want. <laughs> well, it's. I'm not like <laughs> chained. <laughs> I was gonna say I really like when you take like some bacon and put it between the pancakes and then you kind of eat it as a bacon pancake sandwich. Bacon pancakes, bacon bacon pancakes. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is off. <laughs> this is off Pokemon.com. Entei and Cigna suit Grimsley and Sharpedo come to Pokemon Masters. Get ready, trainers. June is bringing all sorts of exciting updates, events, and new features to Masters. You will now find a legendary event featuring the mighty Entei and the opportunity to earn medals. The sync pair uh, wearing Cygna suits includes the debut of Cygna suit Grimsley and Sharpeda and the return of Cygna, Cygna suit Eliza and Rotom, plus new story chapters. The legendary event will be available from June 10th to June 24th. The event takes form of a hard raid-type battle, which you can only deploy a certain number of sync pairs to defeat Entei. While you won't be able to catch Entei after beating it, you'll be able to show off your defeat with a brand new medal. Medals are uh, tied to in-game that you can assign to your characters. You can see what other players that other players can see. If you defeat Entei, you will earn a medal to prove that accomplishment. Additionally, from June 10th to June 29th, you can sync. You can scout the five-star water type Cygna suit Grimsley and Sharpedo, making their master's debut and the return of uh, Elsa and Rotom. And they have expanded chapters 24 and 25. Have you done the Entei? I have not. It's it's cool. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, <laughs> when your Pokemon die, they die. Or uh, you can't. you got to. What? <laughs> They're removed from your sink barrel. Yeah, they're actually removed from their game. The game. <laughs> yep. Whoop, get wrecked. 
it it is very similar to if, if you haven't played Masters or you're haven't done this event yet. I would I would probably compare it to like a raid boss in in Sword and Shield, where Ente has uh pretty much three life meters, but there are, there's like the first two are like shields that you have to take down, and then once you take it down, you have its final life meter, and then you can once you defeat it, you defeat it. But if uh, if you start with your best sync pairs like I did, I started with my three water sync pairs that I, I powered up and used for the Ho-Oh event, I was able to take down the first shield pretty easily and then halfway the second shield. And then when Entei defeats you, you can go back in, but you're not allowed to use those three sync pairs at all anymore. They're done. So you, I went in with uh, a lesser team and I was able to take down the second shield, which let me see Entei's final health bar and then I realized that the rest of my teams are not as good as my water-based team and Entei was very easy to clean those up and I was able to get Entei down to about 25% but there's a little reset button so you can reset Entei's health get all your sync pairs back and you can then re-strategize and try it again like I could because I wasn't fully aware of what I was doing I could probably invest a little bit on my first water sync pairs um, and then go in again and have like a stronger first showing. So cleanup is easier. Um, so it's kind of like a, uh, a puzzle in a way, or maybe you don't want to go with your best sync pair. Maybe you want to go with, you know, a, a slightly different sync pair to stop Entei from getting all their power ups, but it's not like pay to win. I mean, like, like the press release says, it's not like you get Entei, you just get a little medal showing that you've completed the event, but if you like to flex, which is 99% of Pokemon games at this point. <laughs> I, and I don't. Like, getting a medal is like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of powering up sync pairs, this was the news off Pokemon Masters. This is our last bit of Masters news. It's a pretty long uh, message from the Masters team. This is Volume 11. If you guys remember Volume 10, that's when they talked about adding the Stanima system. They say, we appreciate the feedback regarding sync pairs. We plan to improve them. Uh, we are cur currently developing a new way to strengthen sync pairs. We plan to release these around the first anniversary of the game, which is coming up, I think, what was that, September? I don't remember. Uh, we played at Worlds in August. So I think it was September. I think it was September. September sounds about right. One of the fans' most frequent requests is to see more new sync pairs as well as uh, existing sync pairs in Cigna suits and seasonal outfits. I think we've only gotten two seasonal outfits, and that was for Christmas, I think. Yes. Many sync pairs haven't debuted or are on their way. This doesn't say in the press release, but I personally am still waiting for Gen 8 sync pairs. Uh, we are working to ensure that sync pairs in Cigna suits and seasonal outfits will appear more frequently than before. They talked about egg events. Events based on egg Pokemon are coming in July. Each oh, I was going to say, are they doing more of those egg distributions that yeah. really went so well? Uh, each Pokemon you can get from these events will be different, and each one will have uh, each one's roles will have a number of passive skills that will be random. There will also be a very rare chance that shiny Pokemon will hatch. It will encourage Ugh. trainers to try to find their favorites. In addition, is this the first time they've had shinies in Masters. Yeah, it is. They're yeah, using oh, there you go. In addition to developing these features, we are also working on expanding the content and preparing for new events. There are new legendary events coming. 
And then in May's survey, we collected feedback about the three planned improvements, which is reduce the time spent battling for items, which is one of Greg's complaints. Yep. Easier identification of battles that reward items. I feel like I know which battles are giving me which items, but okay. Once you know the system, yeah, but like clicking, th- there's so many clicks to if you don't know, like especially in the training area, like I don't know what this means. And oh, sure, which sure. Which level gives me what? There's so many clicks to get in there. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, they definitely need to clean that there's up. There's a lot of different sodas too if you're a new time player. And a change to the number of battles per day. Uh, the survey response indicated that many players wanted to obtain more items efficiently, even if the number of battles is limited. That's what the survey said, Greg. I, I, I want to know who they surveyed. <laughs> I, I want to I have a sidebar with some of these people real it's quick. The, it's the same people from Family Feud. And then you okay. just look at the answers and you're like, <laughs> and you're like what? what? <laughs> How? Uh, based on the feedback, we'll launch a new stamina system based on tr- on a trial base to solicit additional player input to help us create the best possible experience. Uh, with the current system, you can obtain a set number of items based on the time you spent playing, and any time you are not actively repeating a battle, you are missing an opportunity of playing more of obtaining more items. That's a pretty true statement, I would say. Yes, that is a very true statement. With the Stanima system, you'll receive a much higher number of rewards in a shorter time. And the time you save will go towards recharging your Stanima. Stamina, sorry. I mean, that mechanic isn't new. It's been in most mobile games <laughs> since the dawn of time here. Ultimately, we hope to reduce the time spent repeating the same battles and provide a more ga- balanced gameplay experience for everyone. To give you an idea of what to expect, here's a detailed explanation of the new system. Where stamina is uh, applicable. So this is where you're limited. Main story, single player only. Level up area, cap unlock area, sync orb area, evolution material area, and some events. New limits are not opposed on Legendary Arena, which is the Entei event I explained. The Battle Villa and co-op battles in general, which would... Uh, be Battle Villa, Main Story, EX Challenge, or certain event battles. You can continue to play those as much as you want. Because the new system will impact game balance, we're launching it on a trial basis, meaning we'll be listening to your feedback and making improvements along the way, or even reverting back to the current system if needed. Uh, Mm -hmm. Regardless, we are working to ensure the final result is enjoyable. Then they go on to say, the current training area will be renamed EX Plaza, and battles found in courses and super courses will be redesigned as a, pr- a new part of a training area. To simplify the p- process of collecting items, we are making it so you can tell which items are easily obtainable. So you'll have the level up area, the cap unlock area, the sync orb area, and the evolution material area. There will be a maximum of 10 attempts available each day in the sync orb area, and up to 90 items will be obtainable with each attempt making it a possible to acquire 900 co-op sync orbs each day. Is, is that a lot, Greg? I mean, it will get you a, a lot of the very first level unlocks a lot of ways. So, like, I'm, look, I'm like looking at it right now. So, if I want to unlock uh, Cygnus Utilizes one move, it, I have to spend, I think, 24 of the co-op sync orbs. And then it only increases, and that's like 
the first ring out of the basics. So it really ramps up quickly. Like the big move, like further down that you want to go towards like 120, depending on how many you're trying to do. I think it's a fair amount. I don't think it's particularly stingy, but like it's not giving away the farm either. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to tell. Like I, there's so many that aren't, don't have full sync grids yet. So right now it's probably great, but in the future it could be like, this isn't enough. But if you start now and are just building up, then you'll have a lot, I'm assuming, to unlock the ones once everybody's fully unlocked. Our next message is uh, scheduled for late July. We will go over future updates and anniversary celebrations in more detail. We work hard to make improvements. We prioritize your feedback. Until next time, Pokemon Master Sasaki and Operations Producer Iguchi. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the problem with the stamina system is they're saying it, it, will reward, you know, it helps that you, you aren't feeling like you're missing out on rewards because it's going to stop you. The big question is, how good are those rewards? Like, my hope is that they have looked at how much people would get in a day and have at least come close to matching that with their stamina system. Because otherwise, it will feel like you've artificially put brakes on something that a very small amount of people were doing, and those people are the ones that are giving you the most money, and you have limited them for no reason, and for the rest of us, it feels worse. If if the feedback it was truly, we don't mind sta- stamina for better rewards, if that was the general conses- consensus, and I don't want to like label people of like, oh, the, the, the people who don't play eight hours straight who the the people who don't play masters eight hours straight straight are clearly not hardcore enough. I just think of a like a situation of how I play, which is I wake up in the morning, I do I get my daily login bonuses, I do like two or three matches, maybe maybe a little bit more if there's like a an event going on, like the Ho O event. Obviously, I played a lot more, and then I don't really think about masters until before I go to bed, where I go well. I can't fall asleep. Let's just do, let's check Pokemon Go. All right. No good spawns in my house, like always. All right. Let's do Masters. All right. Let's do three matches. And then I go to bed. So, in my situation, and I know this is obviously not everyone's, I feel like it doesn't affect me. The only thing I'm getting is more rewards for the, you know, three matches in the morning. Unless for some reason I can't do like three matches in the morning and it's limited to like two. Yeah. But we don't know like how many matches you're allowed in a day. Except they said co-op, you were allowed 10. But also, I just... It's hard to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's like, today's my day to play Masters, I'm going to play it for four hours straight, because if I have four hours to play a video game, it's probably <laughs> not a mobile game? Yeah, that's been my current problem. The appeal to mobile games for me is like, I'm going to play it while I'm waiting for the bus, or while I'm waiting for... You know, a table When's at the dinner. last time you took a bus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do a quick ma- match of Masters as, as Will puts air in his tire for his bike. <sighs> I haven't done that, and my buddy owns a compressor, so that takes seconds. But here's the deal. The problem is, you don't... Let me be polite. Breathe, William. You don't have a traditional job. 
those of us with traditional jobs sit in hour-long meetings yep. where we literally don't have to pay attention or provide <laughs> any input. Yep. Therefore, mobile games come to the rescue. Yes, they do. That is where Pokemon Masters excels. Yeah. It, I am hoping that the system, like if you get 10 per day, that that's front-loaded and not you will earn 10 over the course of a day. So that people who play like you do, where you wake up in the morning, you're like, I've got time, so I'm going to run through my stuff, and then we'll have some for the evening. Instead of, I get one in the morning because they come in at a slow rate, and they don't stack, so I have to plot this out. I'm really hoping that it's much more front-loaded, like, here's, here's everything in the morning, and you can blow through all, and then you don't have to think about the game for the rest of the day. I mean, right now it's we have to have the game open twenty four seven, and we have to keep hitting repeat mission because that's the only way to grind materials, and that's not great either. <laughs> like that's not the best way you could be interacting with a game. Okay, we got a little bit of Pokemon Go news. We got some more Sword and Shield news, and we got some more donation stuff. But Woo! we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about all of that. So we'll be right back. I love beets so much. Uh, okay, I will give you beets because I will take Brussels sprouts. Really I good Brussels. love Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Mushrooms. Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Legume. You know, I've had a lot of vegetables and I hate almost all of them. I don't know if I've had a Brussels sprout. I think if I was to pick a favorite. Uh, this was sent in over by Chris. This is off Pokemon.com. This is for you, Will. Which Chris? <laughs> Could you clarify? Uh, I can. I can get you the details here. Chris G. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Trustworthy okay. source? Uh, no. No, not in the slightest bit. But okay. uh, he is a um, medical professional. So, I mean, take that for what you will. Pokemon TCG Trainers Toolkit. Launching on June 26th, almost here. You can turn your Pokemon trading card game collection, as I know you both have deep, deep collections. Into, I mean, I have some around here somewhere, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> into playable, fun, and winning decks with the Pokemon TCG Trainer Toolkit. Inside the box, you'll find a plethora, that's the word they used, of cards that's a good word. that will expand and boost the strength of your deck. Cards like the powerful Dedenne GX which is proven to be quite formidable in competitive play, as well as the strategic trainer cards and useful energy cards. There's also a deck builder guide that will help you assemble a deck to showcase your best Pokemon. After all, the TCG players must make a all sorts of decisions when building a deck. More big Pokemon, more strategic trainer cards, how much energy is too much? The Pokemon TCG trainer toolkit can help. You'll even get some accessories to use as you play, such as card sleeves, dice, and condition markers. Steer a course for new, comp completely new decks, original combos, and fun 
head-to-head competition. Now, let me tell you what's in it. (laughs) Okay. You will get more than 50 useful cards to power up your deck, including tons of trainer cards and two Dedenne GXs, uh, which is actually good. I think Dedenne GX is a $15 card. Nice. So that's $30 in value right there. You will get special versions of Pokegear 3.0, Pokemon Communication, and Reset Stamp with new art. Ooh. Uh, I don't think Reset Stamp is terribly expensive. I think it's maybe a dollar or two, but it's a very popular card. You will get more than 100 energies. <laughs> All of the energies. <laughs> Including special energy. You will get four booster packs. Hey, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. So that's uh, four, eight, 12, 16, 16 bucks right there. You will get 65 card sleeves to protect your deck, a deck building guide, a complete rule book, a set of seven tournament legal dice, two condition markers, and a code for the TCG online, and it will be available June 26th where TCG products are sold. What is the manufacturer's suggested retail price? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, what? They didn't um, suggest. I, $50. What do you think? 50 Forty nine ninety nine. Absolutely, I, I, I'd imagine it's going to be somewhere between fifty and eighty. Yeah, eighty. Let's see if somebody else has it. Cool stuff. Inc. said they have it out of stock, no price. Well, of course, because it, it, you can't put a price on. Hmm. What? I mean, out oh, of stock okay. because it's not available yet. So, according to this one website, cards in all gaming, which I don't know if this is trustworthy. That's about as dubious as. Most of the podcasts. They say they I'm have on. one in stock for twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, that is way underpriced. I am at Troll and Toad, and they say they have no in stock, but it was twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. Oh, hey, you know that is a good deal. That is a good deal. Yeah, because four booster packs and the Dene's. I mean, the Dene's alone guaranteed the Dene's. Yeah, make it seem pretty worth it. Well, until they rotate them out in like a week or ban them. <laughs> no, Dedenne, I lied about Dedenne, by the way. Um, it's not a $15 card. It looks like it is closer to a $25 card. Wow. Toywiz.com has it for $39.99. Well, yeah, because every place else ran out, so now they can jack up the price. But right. there's this pre-order. Everything's pre-order. It doesn't come out until June 26th. Yeah, but how does one company have it for $10 more? Maybe the, well, sometimes Troll and Toad and Cool Stuff Inc. will take a hit in the price mm. to stack on the free shipping, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, it's $12 to ship this $30 product, but if I spend $40 more dollars. So this one page that I'm looking on Cool Stuff Inc. says it's $34.99. I'll tell you, one thing that I come across in my TCG purchasing quite often is, um, that uh, some places will say they'll pr- have a pre-order stock, let's uh, put an imaginary number on it, of 20, right? And mm-hmm. for that original set, they're they're like, all right, we'll do close to MSRP, we'll do the $30. And then they judge on how fast that sells out to see, oh, is there real demand for this product or yeah. not? And if there's if it sells out fast and there's real demand, then they'll come out with like a second pre-order set and raise that price like by $10. And then if that super fast sells out, they'll raise it another $10. And they'll say, this is such a high demand thing. So like every subsequent offer to pre-order, 
they just like keep raising the price. Sounds like a Kickstarter. <laughs> the world of trading card game economics should be a college uh, course because it's disturbing and it's morally bankrupt. Can I tell you a new TCG issue? Yes. Okay, so do you guys know I'm Will is very familiar with this. You you go to, you know, Target, you go to the TCG aisle, you see that they release a box and then in that box is like four booster packs, one probably Crimson Invasion, but it has one of those jumbo cards. Yeah. And these jumbo cards... Oh, is this your book thing? Yeah. So these jumbo <laughs> cards have existed since X and Y, I think they started doing it. I think X and Y. I don't remember. But anyways, they, they're like useless. You get the jumbo cards. I don't know who they're actually for. You can see the back of the TCG card very pixelated because it wasn't like originally designed at that high res of a texture. You can't do anything with them. I guess maybe like five-year-old kids or six-year-olds like love them because they're like big versions of their card or whatever. But m most of the time, I just threw them away. I already got enough Pokemon junk. I don't know where to put these cards. When uh, I, I pre-ordered the the... Pikachu, Zekrom, Charizard, Reshiram battle boxes that they released recently, uh, which you can see a pattern here. The, t the seams that the Pokemon company is really trying to get people into TCG with these battle boxes, with this new trainer box coming out. And the board game. And the board game. They're like trying really hard this yeah, year. Yeah, they're pushing hard, hard, hard. Um, and they also paid a couple YouTubers to like teach people how to install and get into PTCGO online. There's a bunch of I mean, it's very obvious if you see a YouTuber all of a sudden, like, learn how to play PTCGO, hashtag ad. <laughs> so they're, they're really pushing this year. But that's not the point. The point is, when I pre-ordered these two boxes, the, the Rusher Ram Charizard and the Pikachu, because they have Jirachis and they have code cards, and they're really good for people who are missing these rare, rarer expensive cards, it came with a little book, like a pre-order, like, you spent $50, here's a jumbo binder for your jumbo cards. This is the first time they've done it. They've been releasing these jumbo cards since X and Y, you know, all through Sun and Moon. They've had these jumbo cards and the Pokemon company officially released a binder for these jumbo cards. And I was like, great. I bought the Toxtricity box. I bought the Pulte guys box. I bought the uh, G Max Meowth box and I didn't throw those cards away yet. And so I put them in the binder and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to collect jumbo cards now. Now you'll have them for your children. Right. I have a place to put them. They fit. The twist is at some point, <laughs> and the point was when they switched to Sword and Shield, they slightly changed the size of these jumbo cards. So everything X and Y and Sun and Moon and Detective Pikachu, they're like a quarter of an inch too wide and too long. So they don't fit into the binder. How dare. The biggest scam in Pokemon <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you got scammed. So yeah, all those cards, still worthless, but I guess if you're collecting the Sword and Shield cards, you're, they'll fit in the binder. I don't know where you get this binder by itself, by the way. I got it as a pre-order bonus, but I don't, I don't think you they don't. You, you don't. You either collect them or you don't. Uh, that's all the TCG stuff we have. Speaking of money, the Pokemon Company announced, this is off ESPN.com, surprisingly enough. Pokemon Company announces $5 million donations to nonprofit organizations. 
The Pokemon company has announced they will donate a minimum of $5 million to nonprofit organizations around the world. This official statement was on the Pokemon Twitter. It said donations will go, go towards improving the lives of children with a focus on diversity, equ- uh, equality, and inclusion. In our ongoing commitment to the black community, this will include organizations supporting education and mentorship opportunities for black children, end quote. Uh, they then followed up with a tweet saying they will provide a list of charities at a later date. This matches the $5 million pledge that Niantic, makers of Pokemon Go, announced. The donations will be made following the Pokemon Go Fest taking place virtually on July 25th to 26th. Quote, we are so incredibly grateful to our partners at the Pokemon Company who are also donating a million, a minimum of $5 million to nonprofit organizations following Pokemon Go Fest 2020. We aim to be a force of change, Niantic tweeted in response to the Pokemon statement. Pokemon previously announced a donation on June 3rd, saying the company will make a $100,000 donation to NAACP and a $100,000 donation to Black Lives Matter. We, we talked about that last week, I believe. Or the week yep. before? Last week. This is the largest donation from a video game company to diverse causes uh, since the death of George Floyd and the ongoing protests uh, across the United States. On Thursday, Activision Blizzard made a minimum donation of $2 million uh, to similar causes. And this weekend's Call of Duty event uh, hosted by Minnesota Roker? Include strong fundraising component. There's no uh, amount of what they donated at the time. But uh, Greg, are you friends with Minnesota Roker? Because I don't know that dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Minnesota Rocker. Rocker, got it. And they have a uh, so they're what Call of Duty Call League Call of Duty League of Call of League Duty of League. Duty? Okay, they're the like local league. And what's weird. If you're ever downtown, when downtown opens again, you can go to the Target Center building, and sometimes they are in their little booth playing their game, and it's like a fishbowl thing, so you can watch these people, just like every other worker, because you don't know that they're doing something different. It's just like, they're quickly, it looks like they're quickly working on spreadsheets, but they're much more into it than everybody else who has open windows downtown. But I believe that's them. So uh, the Minnesota Rocker... Call of Duty League. Is it because VGC could be an eSport that this is on ESPN or have all <laughs> barriers just dropped for news? Do we just not care anymore? Is it just... Yeah, I guess that's news in itself that ESPN is <laughs> reporting is on this. Reporting on... Five million is a lot. So between the Pokemon Company and the Antic, that's $10 million. And then on top of the Pokemon Company's already $200,000. I wonder if they wanted to do more, but off the off the bat, but uh, there's probably a, a more legal hoops to jump through between. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and they had to get they had to get the permission from Japan, so possibly mm-hmm. they were like given a small discretionary approval and then it was just like, "Oh, everybody else is doing so much." So then Japan was like, "Heck, yeah, we'll do even more." Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, very cool. And I'm assuming they're probably still doing research on where they want that money to go, specifically because some charities 
had too much money and they were like redirecting to other causes. Yeah, there were a lot in Minnesota that got way overwhelmed by how much money they were getting. And like, it's great, but they were definitely, please share, please share the love so that they aren't sitting on piles of money that they have to report and deal with uh, that they can't use immediately. And there are other organizations that do need it, yes. So I'm sure this won't be the last time we hear about this. Uh, When we get closer to GoFest, I'm sure we will get a list of where that money is going. And obviously, holding these companies accountable. Not saying the Pokemon company is going to just say they're donating $5 million and not donate the $5 million, but right. that has been a thing in the past with other companies. It has. Uh, we'll follow it just to hold them accountable and uh, see where that goes, because that's very generous of them. Speaking of Pokemon Go, we got some bad news and some good news. Bad news first. All right. Pokemon Go to discontinue support on 32-bit Android devices. Oh, no. In an upcoming update to Pokemon Go in the beginning of August 2020, we will end support of 32-bit Android devices by removing support for 32-bit Android devices. We will be able to streamline our development process and focus resources on supporting newer operating systems and technology. Android users on 64-bit devices and iOS users are not affected and do not need to take any action. I think this is a big complaint with Pokemon Masters because I believe Pokemon Masters out the gate did not support 32-bit Android devices. Yeah, I believe that's true. Here are some examples of 32-bit Android devices. This is not the entire list. This is off PokemonGoLive.com. So if you have the following phones, you will have to... Purchase a new phone <laughs> before August to continue playing Pokemon Go. All right. If you have the Samsung Galaxy S4, S5, Note 3, or J3. If you have the Sony Xperia Z2 or Z3. If you have the Motorola Moto G first gen. And if you have any Android device released before 2015, you will probably not be able to play Pokemon Go. When this update rolls out, trainers using these devices will no longer be able to access their Go accounts from those devices, including their coins, their items. If you're using a 32-bit Android device, you will need a compatible 64-bit Android device or iOS device to continue playing Pokemon Go. Be sure to have your account info and password saved somewhere so you can log back into your new device. Um, They do have an article to every device, but I think here they just highlighted... The most popular phones. This is good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely yeah. reasonable. They can't maintain every model no. of every phone for all eternity. That just would be impossible. And they don't list all the phones on the help center. They just don't. They, they do have the OnePlus One, which I feel like is a pretty popular phone. The HTC One and the yeah. OverTour 3. I have not heard of that one. What? No, uh, what Samsung Galaxy are they on? Are they on like an S8 right now? Uh, yeah. Uh, Galaxy 9, I think. Okay. Up now. Which was the one that blew up? That, that was, was the 8. That was that the, was the, I thought that was the Note 4. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. no it was the Galaxy. I think it was the 8. Uh, yeah, this is a thing. Like, this has always been a thing. As a person working in the telecom industry... They... Oh, it was the Note 7 that blew up. Okay. Oh, okay. They get uh, quickly tired of trying to back support. The good news is generally 
stuff that is a couple of years old is uh, pretty cheap to upgrade to. Uh, often free because the companies involved want you to stay with them, so they may have you sign a contract to get that thing for free so that you're guaranteeing service for them for two years. So upgrading is made fairly easy by most phone companies because they want you to do it. So check out, you don't have to get the latest and greatest. You can go a couple of years back and they're usually really good deals on those phones. Good news, I guess, is <laughs> the Solstice event is returning. Again, I was waiting to see what the good news was. Okay. <laughs> this uh, ain't it. And the bug out event. We have more details. So Shiny Clefairy will arrive and Lunatone and Solrock will be changing regions during the Solstice theme event. Which nice. sounds like... Soul no, Rock it's only, only during the event. During yeah. the event. Okay. So if you missed your Lunatone, uh, you'll have a limited time to catch it before it goes back to not the below the equator, but on the other side of the, the shadow realm. The shadow It'll realm. It'll return okay. to the shadow realm. Which is apparently most of Europe and the Middle East. Yes. To celebrate days getting longer in the northern hemisphere and nights doing the same in the southern. Pokemon Go Solstice theme event will be back. Didn't the Solstice... Is this actually timed correctly? Uh, June 20th, 21st. Okay, so it is timed correctly. Get ready for Shiny Clefairy and more. From Friday, June 19th, from 8 a.m. to Wednesday, June 24th to 10 p.m., Pokemon associated with the sun and moon, including Clefairy, Suncurrent, and more... (laughs) (laughs) They're <laughs> really starting off with two winners. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> appearing more in the wild. And they'll be hatching from 5k eggs, appearing after completing the event exclusive field research, and appearing in raids. If you are lucky, you may encounter a shiny Clefairy. Previously, you could get a shiny Clefairy only by hatching a shiny Cleffa and evolving it. So this will be the first time you have a chance to encounter one in the wild. Throughout the event, Lunatone and Solrock will appear in both three-star raids, hatching from 5k eggs, regardless of your location. Lunatone and Solrock uh, will be appearing in the wild in different regions. You can see the schedule below. Oh, weird. They're, like, scheduling it out. Yeah. From Friday, June 19th to Saturday, June 20th, local time lunatone will appear more in the eastern hemisphere and soul rock in the western <laughs> from sunday june 21st to monday june 22nd lunatone and soul rock will appear everywhere and then from tuesday june 23rd to wednesday june 24th lunatone and soul rock will be swapping and lunatone will be more frequent in the wild in the western and soul rock in the eastern when the event is over lunatone will stay in the western that's us, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. Solrock will stay in the Eastern. Oh, so they are swapping again. Yeah. And you will get twice the amount of Stardust during this event. And that's it. That is the uh, Solstice event details. Now we got the Bug Out event, which will be Friday, Friday June 26th to July 1st. Bug-type Pokemon, including Scyther, Venipede, and Dwebble, because uh, it rhymes with Pebble, will be appearing more frequently in the wild, hatching from 5k, appearing in event-exclusive research, and if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Dwebble. Bug-type Pokemon will be attracted to incense, certain bug Pokemon appearing more than other uh, when you use your incense. So same thing with the uh, 
Well, I guess they didn't say that those would be in the Lunatone Soul Rock are not incense, but from Friday, June 26th to June 27th, Ninkada, 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 I think Ninkada. I, I'd go with Ninkada. Will be more attracted. And then Sunday, June 28th to June 29th, Wormple will be more attracted. And then June 30th to July 1st, Scyther will be more attracted, attracted to incense. This event will have double catch XP. And then to round it out, there will be a pincer raid day on Sunday, June 28th from 10 to 2 local time. Three-star raids featuring pincer will be more common. Be sure to have your remote raid packs passes stocked. No, uh, I'm there, just going to go out there and do them. There will be a <laughs> one-coin bundle featuring three remote raid passes. I thought they were done with one-coin bundles. They That's said they, they were done with advertising. the weekly one-coin bundles. Oh, but they'll reserve it. Also, on mine, it says 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., not 10. Oh, sorry. I said my, I misspoke. 11 to 2. Okay. There's a, uh, a trick with the raid passes. You can only hold three remote raid passes, so you would not be able to buy this bundle if you have three. But if you hold two remote raid passes, you will be able to have... You will be able to buy the bundle, and you will be holding five, but you can't buy it when you're holding three. You have to be holding zero, one, or two to buy the bundle. So just a heads up, if you have three, you're like, why can't I buy this bundle? You have to use at least one. You're allowed to go over, but you're not allowed to go over when you're at max, which is three. In this case, though, you'll be able to hold five. It's very confusing. Just... (laughs) Just know that that's, that's the trick around it. I would probably buy the, the three raid passes for a coin. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's pretty all right. That's a good one. I guess I didn't have this in my news, but Go Battle League is shut down again for cheating. Oh, those oh. cheaters ruin everything. Who cheated? Whoever you are, stop cheating. And uh, there's no ETA of when it comes back up, but there was... Uh, from my understanding, I didn't investigate too much into it. There was a handful of people that found an exploit, used the exploit. They then got banned off the leaderboard um, because they were very, very highly ranked. As you know, Pokemon Go Live has a leaderboard feature now. Um, and then people continued to do it. So then they just shut down the entire Go Battle League. <laughs> I don't know if that was a permanent ban for those people, though. I would assume so. I feel like if you're exploiting official competition i don't see why they would have you back uh, no i agree last bit of news here there's a new tournament speaking of tournaments for sword and shield it is the international friendly online competition no ball shirt this time though well, i'm out Ah, uh, pass pass hard pass this competition will run from june 25th through june 28th it will use similar rules to the championships uh format uh, if you do at least one battle, you will get 50 battle points. Pretty good. That, uh, can buy you two ability capsules. I think they're 25. Sounds about right. You can sign up now. Uh, and you can sign up anytime between June 10th to June 25th. Same way you've signed up for any events. You open Sword and Shield. You go to the first menu, Battle Stadium, Online Competition. Search for Online Competition. Also, players may receive penalties and be restricted from participating in future competitions if there's a significantly large number of disconnects during the battle. I guess they have not fixed that. 
<laughs> Starting from right. when your opponent decides until the match results have been fully sent to the server, please ensure a stable connection when you are connecting to the internet. I'm doing my best. I think if you have one disconnect, it's probably not that big of a deal. If that's my one battle that I'm using to get my points, it is a big deal. I want to fight somebody else. I feel like if, uh, well, I think you can say this for any fandom slash event slash world thing. I feel like if COVID wasn't a thing, Pokemon would be having a heck of a year right now. Yeah, true. Yeah, they would be. They're just really killing it with TCG stuff and and the VGC stuff was so healthy before COVID canceled all the tournaments and their merch, they're like continuing to release new merch almost on a weekly basis in Pokemon Center. Anime just hit the ground. For a lot of companies who are like Pokemon hit, Pokemon shifted really fast. Like they were on it. And I think, I think they've at least helped stop the major impact. Like it's not the same, but I think they pivoted faster than a lot of other companies did. Yeah. Which is weird because normally <laughs> they're very yeah, slow. Yeah, normally they're real True. slow. But I think, like, if you look at what they had planned for 2020, I think a lot of what they had planned for releases for products fit into our new model of living better than most companies. Like, they had two DLCs already set up. All these products to teach people how to play TCG don't require you to go to a game store to get them. And, like, they can say, hey, families do this. So I think already they had they were primed to be able to change based off of what they had already planned for 2020. This is their first attempt at DLC. I hope it's good. I, I don't know at this it's point. It's going to be good. I, it's going to be good. I, I hate Sword and Shield, and I can tell you this DLC <laughs> is going to be good. <laughs> I don't know if it converts any national dexters, right? Like, and, and I don't care. No, I don't care. You know no what? Good riddance them. to bad trash. Out the door with you. I'm here with the fun <laughs> folks who know how to enjoy life. Well, we also okay. So national dexters aside, which is you know a very, as as we saw with sales, a tiny, tiny, a very tiny, tiny, tiny portion, group of a very loud portion, very tiny portion. But That's how they get you. We we do know that it's there like are players Honda. that skip the first generation. Right? Why buy? Why buy Diamond and Pearl when we know that Platinum would be a better version of that? Why buy Sun and Moon when we know there's normally a third version? Why buy X and Y when? Oh wait. Um, but <laughs> there there are fans that do wait because normally the the third version is the better version, and you know they don't want to pay forty dollars for a game and then the next year pay forty dollars for ultimately the same game, which is I, I I don't think anyone's arguing that. The original game was ever better than the third version. Feature-wise, you can maybe argue that the story is better. So I'm really, really curious if, you know, this DLC comes out, it has, you know, Bufalant in it. Somebody's favorite Pokemon all time is Bufalant. They see Bufalants walking around in the wild. They were really unsure because of National Dexers if they wanted to buy the game. If they're going to purchase it and purchase the DLC and enjoy it. You know, there's probably another audience that heard that there's not anything to do once you beat the game, so it's not worth the 60 bucks. Is this going to add enough where they feel compelled to buy it, go through, beat Leon, then explore everything that there is to offer? It's a really exciting but like nerve-wracking time yeah. to see if this is going to do what 
they wanted to do. I mean, I don't think that if they were unwilling to spend $60 that they're now willing to spend $90. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, those people are... Those people aren't coming back. I think some national Dexers will, like, will say, oh, we'll use the additional Pokemon as an excuse to do what they wanted to do all along, is play the game. Uh, I think it gives them a way in to say, oh, well, now more are coming back and they've shown blah, 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 blah. And they can say, it's, my point still stands, but I'm going to try the game now. I still think that was such a small amount of people. I think the bigger concern is how these go, right? Like, if the DLCs, ultimately, everyone's like, we're very dissatisfied with both DLCs, and it's going to be really hard if this first one doesn't at least shine for people to think, I want to come back for the second one. So, like, there's a lot that sort of rides on this first one that I'm hoping they put a lot enough in that people are enthused to wait for the next one in November. Uh, and I've said this in the past too. I, I think I, I think I was very vocal around the time of X and Y about this. Is like I I didn't want Pokemon to turn into like a Call of Duty or a at the time I think it was like Rock Band where you were getting a game every single year. Mm-hmm. And that affects that can affect the quality of the game. So because we're technically not getting a new game this year. Are these DLCs going to be good enough? Are they going to feel like they're worth the $30 total? Is it going to, you know, if ideally we're getting a game the fall of 2021, which I guess would be the pattern, although the Pokemon company has proven their patterns are very hard to follow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What happens, you know, after November or ultimately a full year with Sword and Shield? Do we get a final DLC? Do we get nothing? Do we get... I mean, I think also there's going to be a perception of... You're buying two for $30, but everybody's going to judge the first one off of the full price, because if it's terrible, they're not probably going to play the second one, and they'll still have that perception of, I paid $30 for this. So I'm really really hoping the the first DLC has a lot to it and it feels very vibrant so that you feel like oh i'm getting a lot for thirty dollars and i get something in november i'm afraid that they may have taken the approach of oh it'll be fifteen dollars and fifteen dollars so we're gonna put fifteen dollars worth of content here and fifteen dollars worth of content there and people aren't gonna go to the second one because they really didn't like the first one well as somebody who didn't love sword and shield that's me. You loved X and Y. I I did like that game quite a bit. Yes. Uh, I don't think you've ever said anything positive or negative about Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I certainly played a heck of a lot of it, though. That's where I did a lot of competitive. So, Sun and Moon, Ultra Moon. Where did they fall for you? Uh, towards the bottom. I think that's like the start of when things started to go bad. Okay. So, as somebody who didn't enjoy Sword and Shield, purchased the DLC. Oh heck yeah! Uh, what what would be the what would put Sword and Shield above the games you did like? Like what is something that would make it feel good to you in either this de- this expansion or maybe hopefully in the second one? Like how could they redeem themselves? Yeah. Oh, I think that horse has <laughs> left the barn. I. I mean, if they improve, like. The the main issue I, I can focus on now because it's like just 
the thing that I'm since I'm trying to complete my Pokedex, much like you, I, I I would like to have a living Dex in Sword and Shield before I move forward. The fact that there's just not not that very clear path to finding all of the Pokemon, and like when when I like went through my Pokedex and I was like, oh, here's all the ones that I'm missing. And then I went through Bulbapedia to see, like, oh, do I have to have them traded from Shield or can I find them in game? And there was like a heck ton of them that actually do exist in Sword, but number one, Prime Annoyance only in the wild area. That is completely aggravating to me. Um, but then number two, it's just like in the wild area at certain weather conditions. I'm like, oh, you're going to make me just sit here. <laughs> And wait for the weather to change to yep. hope. And, and, and number three gripe, back to back to our roots. I don't know if other people notice this, but if you click on the Pokedex in Sword and Shield, it comes up with a, here's the next Pokemon we think you should yep. Uh, yep. capture. Yeah. And then when you capture that Pokemon, if it's the one that your Pokedex is recommending, it's like, Pokedex completion update. Hooray. I There are Pokemon in sword in the game that i could be getting that my pokedex no longer it doesn't bother to say hey you should be looking for this one it just all it says is let's find pokemon i'm like that is so i don't want to use bad words but that is so half donkeyed <laughs> in execution but but here's the thing isle of armor i know what i to expect going in so I'm, I will work around these limitations and shortcomings and I will enjoy myself because how refreshing to have new Pokemon content in the middle of the year, you know, yeah, in true. the summer to, it's just like new and it's, it's actual, like not a side game, anything like that. It's, it's actual just Pokemon content and it's an extension of my Pokemon sword. That, that is just wonderful. And that I'm very happy about. I was lucky enough for uh, Nintendo Treehouse and the Pokemon Company to invite me on a Pokemon showcase this past weekend. And while we were going through rehearsal, they were they were asking, you know, what I was familiar with in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, which is everything <laughs> at this yeah. point. But when they were like, hey, are you do you, do you want to explain the cooking session? I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to. Like, I completed my curry decks. Like, I thought that was fun. And I would love to be a person to be like, hey, if you don't know what to do in Sword and Shield or maybe you didn't buy it, like, this is a cool thing that the game has if you like collecting stuff. And when I was, like, going through my berries, it was just really funny to hear the two uh, Nintendo Treehouse employees go, holy cow, you have that many berries? <laughs> so uh and then like uh they wanted me to go through the competitive stuff and they were like you have 15 golden bottle caps and it's like well i've done you know master rank every season and they give you three when you hit master rank and i just i hoard a lot of items but for me it's like really exciting to go into a new area of the game with 100 new pokemon and like not have that feeling of well, all my battle points are useless, all my watts are useless, all my money is useless, because you're so used to, in these Pokemon games, going like, well, I gotta collect all of the Firestones again, and the Reaper Cloths, and the Bottle Caps, and it seems more 
it seems just to make sense with current games <laughs> to be like, I don't have to do this all again. So I'm excited to see that area. And just a heads up, because I still see people say this, these Pokemon are not behind a paywall. If you decide not to get the expansion because you're waiting for people's thoughts on it, you want to see if it's worth it, etc. You have to do the update. That'll be for everyone. The Sword and Shield update. But once that update hits, if you want a Bufalant in Sword and Shield, not the expansion, you can either move in your Bufalant from Pokemon Home or somebody can trade it to you. Or you can get it Wonder Traded. Nothing restricts that Bufalant in the expansion from you having it in the game. You don't have to pay for anything. Also, if somebody is doing a Absol raid, which I'm assuming will probably be a thing, new Pokemon in raid in the Isle of Armor, even if you don't have the DLC, you can still join and participate in that raid. You just can't host the raid because obviously you're not in that area to see it. But you can still join it. You can still participate in it. You can still catch it without paying $30. So there is no paywall to these Pokemon unless you consider... Even Cubfu, the legendary Pokemon you get for free, somebody could just trade you a Cubfu, and you're good. You have it. That's still getting thrown around that these Pokemon are behind a paywall. The raids are behind the paywall. None of that, none of that is behind a paywall. Tell a friend, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Do what you will with that knowledge. I think that's all we have for news. Uh, let me just check the Attic channel. Shout out to James for sending in the $5 million donation. Uh, Brandon with the reminder of the Galarian Meowth mystery gift. Greg will do our question of the week. Question of the week. We've got all the answers you seek. Yeah. Question of the week. Come on, everybody, and sing. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is from Robert says, if you have a chance to make a minigame for a Pokemon Stadium 3, what would it be? Oh, no! Oh, yeah! Oh, I... Mm. <sighs> what has already been done? What has already been done? Alright, well, you guys think about that. There, there, was, there was an interview, I think it was in Eurogamer, like, three or four years ago, and it was something along the lines of, like, would you make a Pokemon Stadium 3? These are always the questions. Would you make a Pokemon right. Snap? Would you make a Pokemon Stadium 3? And they said the reason they, they don't feel like they need to make a Pokemon Stadium 3 is because Pokemon Stadium was the way to see your 2D Pokemon in 3D. Right. And because of X and Y, they don't have to do that anymore. But nostalgia but is strong. <laughs> It is strong with this one. <laughs> and I would love a minigame collection. And there are new Pokemon to make minigames around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think... I mean, I, I, I want... Here, here you go. Ready? Idea number one, golden. Uh, Dragapult target shooting. Ooh. And you mm. throw those dreepies at the target. Yeah, Dragapult darts. Bolton uh, ball, ball fetch. Okay, all right. You could have a you could have a mini game where Bufalant gets doused by water, and you got to brush out its afro. How boring! Fast. No, <laughs> we want Wimpod Whackamole. 
Yeah. That would be good, too. S- smack the wind pod before <laughs> it gets into its little hole, because it's always trying to run away from you. I still think there's a market, one, for minigames, Pokemon minigames, but two, I still think there's a market, and they could probably just do this in Sword and Shield. They probably don't have to make a third version, but it would be cool if there was an app or a game where you could just watch people battle. I open up the app. Yeah, it's called Twitch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's called Twitch, I guess. But (laughs) Clash Royale had this, and I think it was good. I mean, Clash Royale, not the pinnacle of gaming here. But when Greg was doing a battle in Clash Royale, it was very cool to join it and watch it. And then you could, like, cheer from the side. It was... Yeah. It's cool. And, you know, if you are somebody who can't go to Twitch or don't want to deal with chat or commentary, that was like a cool thing. Well, okay, let's talk about Twitch. Like Twitch plays Pokemon have sometimes they have like just Pokemon Battle Revolution battles. And it's just kind of fun to watch the computer randomly battle each other and be like, oh, I think the team with the Latios and the Clefairy is going to beat the team with the Rhyperior <laughs> and the Sandile. But, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I mean, probably based off Battle Revolution sales alone, I don't know if there's an actual market for that. Um, but spectating and watching battles, as seen yeah. on Twitch, is definitely, there's definitely a, a demand for that. I don't know, Pokemon Stadium was like a full package, though. It had, like, your free battles. Yep. It had... The Game Boy Player. It had mini games. It had the Gym Leader Tower. It had a way to unlock Surfing Pikachu. It was pretty fleshed out. Yeah, Stadium Two is the same thing, but like this, literally the same areas, but just different mini games and more Pokemon. Wimpod Whackamole. I like it. Will, what was our uh, Pokemon of the week? Uh, all right, so last week's Pokemon of the Week, if you're not a fan of Jay-Z and Rick Rubin, maybe you <laughs> missed it. I thought I put enough words in there that would make uh, make it clear. Uh, I think the number one clue, which most people may have missed out on, is the number 99. But I also mentioned things like having a crabby mood. Uh, I also had like moves like crab hammer, razor shell, and guillotine. Um, that it's uh, basically a mono water type. <sighs> what more do you need? <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? It's Buffalant. Oh, not with this. I think it's did Buffalant like uh, five years ago. It's Kingler! Kingler, you are correct. It's Gigantamax Kingler with its super cool beard. With the Santa Claus. Santa Santa Kingler. Santa Kingler. Saint Kingler. Saint Kingler. (laughs) That's a very Minnesota thing. Yeah. Good shuffle icon. Kingler shares the same category with Scizor. They're both known as the Pinsir Pokemon. Although Scissor was originally called the Scissors Pokemon. Wait, I didn't know they retconned that. Huh, interesting. Huh. Oh, there you go. Can they retcon Arcanine for being the legendary Pokemon, please? They cannot. (laughs) Kingler's National Dex number and Galar Pokedex number in Sword and Shield are the same. They are both 99. Huh. 
That's a good trivia. That'll be on like a trivia bar night. Which Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so did Kingler Shiny get less green over time? I think it's pretty green in Sword and Shield. Bulbapedia just doesn't have Sword and Shield mm. shiny sprites. Sprites? Models? I think they're models now, models technically. now. I have no idea. That's magic and witchcraft to me. At least it's not like Cerebi. Gligar where the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the 3D models just tend to have the colors be... They're a bit more washed out. Yeah. Well, on the 3DS, definitely. Uh, on the Ugh, on the switch, whatever. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the colors are pretty all right. Uh, do we have anything else about Kingler? Has a Gigantamax form, pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a bubble beard because it's a bubble bearded king, king crab. I got nothing else. In you ready French for this week's Pokemon? Boss. Yeah, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, Steve, you may have a chance. Greg, shout out, shout out, Greg. Possibly not. Uh oh, I'm 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 I am taking advantage of the huge rifts in our community this week <laughs> for my own personal entertainment, as uh, the cruel human that I am uh, would be wont to do. Here we go. Some cards will never stand a chance. There is just nothing they can do to become someone's favorite card. Think about Pokemon that have to be evolved in game, especially stage twos. There used to be a card in the game, Rare Candy, that allowed you to bypass Stage 1 completely. This week's Pokemon was most recently featured in the Sun and Moon Ultra Prism set, which came out in English on February 2nd, 2018. It has a single attack. For one fire energy, Super Singe. This attack does 20 damage and inflicts the Burned special condition. When a Pokemon receives this special condition in the TCG, the burned Pokemon takes two damage at the start of each turn. Then, the player who has that as their Pokemon flips a coin to see if they are cured or whether the burned condition continues. The card's flavor text reads, It uses ceilings and walls to launch aerial attacks. Its fiery tail is but one weapon. I do wish to be clear that the text does not state that its tail is one butt weapon, although that would be not be incorrect. If you do succeed in evolving this week's Pokemon into its Stage 2 form, it will gain the ability Flaming Fighter. Put six damage counters instead of two on your opponent's burned Pokemon between turns. All right, there you go. All you TCG players, have fun. We will be back uh, next week with, I guess, our thoughts of the DLC. Yeah. I'll, I'll be about five minutes into it at that point. Perfect. Uh, I will be streaming all of the DLC on twitch.tv slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Same as the Twitter, same as the Instagram, same as the YouTube. It's all the same. We got that symmetry going. Uh, Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Will is at Washing the Sink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. That's pretty much our show. Thank you to uh, all our patrons. Thanks for anyone who reviewed us in Apple Podcasts. If you're new here, thanks for making it to the end. Actually, everyone, thank you for making it to the end. Uh, happy DLC. We'll be back next week. This is another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super happy solstice.
A quick shout out to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective, or you can head over to isc.cash if you would like to support the podcast. A shout out to our producers of this episode, Kevin, Potato, Riton, Liam, Courtney, Casey, Kay, Patrick, Jetsy, Catherine, and Matthew. Dave. special thanks to our executive producers, Spencer, Anthony, and Lewis. Thank you guys so much for your support. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. <laughs>